Podcasting 2.0 for February 18th, 2022, episode 74. We got a confetti cannon. Spewing sats everywhere. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the official board meeting of Podcasting 2.0. Everything happening at podcastindex.org. The Podcasting 2.0 namespace. And, of course, all the stuff happening at that wonderful brew of creativity, podcastindex.social. I'm Adam Curry here in the heart of the Texas Hill Country and in Alabama. My midnight, midnight upgrade from Bed Buddy, my friend on the other end, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Jones. <laughs> okay, that was the weirdest intro. Yeah, and I Bed flubbed Buddy. it too. Uh, no, it was bad. It was bad. It's the Rona, man. It's like everything's off the rails. You're, you're one tick, uh, <laughs> one tick too slow, and uh, yes. you got to... Your, your brain is like... It's exactly yeah. how it feels. But I was in bed last night upgrading Helipad from my phone. I thought that was badass. <laughs> from, the, from the phone SSH uh, terminal? You know what the hardest part is? Is trying to copy and then paste in VI on your, <laughs> on your phone terminal. That's, yeah, that's that's always that fun. That does not sound easy. No, it <laughs> Especially wasn't. Especially when it's like some humongous long uh, SHA uh, two fifty six. Well, it, it was the uh, the Docker dot YAML thing that I had to change to uh, just to typing Docker dot YAML <laughs> like just typing that entire thing out on a phone. No, 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 no. D tab. No, it all works. I mean, all the all the shortcuts work. I love that part. Tab. Yeah, I guess the phone keyboard have tab. Yeah, it's um, I'm using uh, what is it? Uh, Terminix, I think. Terminus, Terminus. Yeah, yeah, Terminus is oh, badass. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah not I, the standard keyboard. It's got its own built-in. Yeah, you, yeah, you can de- determine what special keys you want above the keyboard, so you can have your arrow keys and your yeah. I mean, basically, I want I have Escape, Control, Tab, and then the, and I can slide over to get all the arrow keys. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I'm sick, literally and figuratively. Yeah, Rona go. update. Rona update. Where Rona you update. I, you know, this morning I woke up. This is day eleven. Um, I, I went back and looked. Day eleven. Uh, at least I'm mm-hmm. taking medication for it. So, um, I woke up. Did not have night sweats. This is a huge improvement. Great. Uh, yeah. So I and, and you know, I'm just wary now because of the. Well, first of all, you were telling me about. Well, you know, second wave. I was like, everyone's got a story. Dvorak's telling me about his kid. Well, it was a month. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm just waiting for the fatigue to hit me, right? Um, and then, of course, yesterday we hear from the Slate podcast, there's such a thing as COVID dick. I, their words, not mine. <laughs> what is that? It's erectile dysfunction, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny because just the fact that these funny. women it's were hilarious. talking but these women were talking about it so you know guys like that shit gets in your head it's like the women the women were talking about like like i'm gonna have to get a divorce <laughs> i don't know man go listen to no agenda <laughs> it was bad enough there i don't want to i don't want to pollute anything here people okay. people emailing me like hey man are some, are you okay <laughs> no no it's just a story okay it's just, you, just a new story are you okay <laughs> sending love uh, love and light anyway anyway dave the new helipad version 1.9 yeah kicks the one ass. that still doesn't do what your csv export wants. You'll, you'll, we'll get there we'll fix that we'll fix that i part. don't understand that can we talk about that for a second because sure the, okay so let me pull up my helipad here uh, Ladies I'm and gentlemen, the gloves version. are off. We're pulling up our helipads. 
This is um, how it all goes downhill. I'm taking off. Uh, well, I guess for a helipad, you'd be landing, not taking off. <laughs> well, um, that depends. But, that depends. Well, it goes in both directions. Right? Yes, of course. Um, so on my helipad, what mm-hmm. happens is okay. Here, here's here's the 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 algo or whatever. Well, let me let me explain the problem. All right, all right, okay. So I uh, uh, there's a CSV export which has been built in, which is very important as a podcaster, so that you can output the boostograms and be able to thank uh, people. I have um, uh, sats coming in, whether full on or just like one percent. Uh, just to be able to get the boostograms from four different shows, and uh, so when and some of them I do on a fourteen day basis. So when I'm going in to get the Mofax uh, boostograms, I have to go back a full two weeks, and I wasn't because I have so many boostograms. It just it, it I wasn't able to go back far enough or whatever it was uh, in the in the output, and so okay. So I think in, yeah, initially it was just a hundred. I think it was just like a hard coded value, right? Which like is, you know, which is like a week for me, right? Yeah. So the way it's supposed to work, and I and I checked it this morning, and mine was working this way, so I still don't know what okay. the, what the discrepancy is. But the way it's supposed to work is every one of the items that you see on the screen has a message ID attached to it, and that message ID is the index number of the invoice within L and D. Okay. And what happens is uh, Helipad is constantly keeping in sync with LND. Every few seconds, it pulls LND. Eventually, this will be a GRPC stream. Because it's, bad- right it's, yeah. it's, it's badass like that. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. So um, it's polling and it says, and it, and it just says, any new invoices? You know, and, and when it has some, it pulls them in. Now, these are all the invoices. So your LND um, most current invoice in uh, index number should be the same in helipad they should both be matching all the time so uh what ha- what happens in helipad is if you x when you when you load the screen initially it just takes the most current invoice index number and shows you all of them uh back like i don't know i think it's like initially like 100 mm-hmm. then if you hit load show more it it just says okay show me anything older and blah 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 mm-hmm. well the the discre- there's a discrepancy with with between what the index numbers are on each boost in the list on helipad uh and what how many invoices you might actually have because helipad only shows boosts not streaming payments right so there's gaps in there um so the way that it works currently is when you export the csv it it takes its initial index number from the very topmost boost you see on the screen mm-hmm. and then it looks at whatever the last boost in the list is and subtracts the last boost number from the boost number at the top mm-hmm. to get a total number of boosts to export okay and so it's, if your topmost number is 150 and the bottommost number is 75 the the count will be 75 so it'll say Export starting at index 150 yeah. and the count give me 75 boosts going backwards. Mm-hmm. That should give you, it actually should give you more than what you see on the screen because you're going to have more than 75 boosts uh, in the output because there's going to be streams in there too. 
So what you should see is you should see everything you see on the screen, probably plus some, but you're saying that you don't see that. No, sir. You're seeing less than what you see on the screen. Yeah, I just tried it. I just did an export. So, you know, fresh on Helipad. And this browser has never seen 1.9. Just uh, minimize everything. <laughs> and uh, I hit more, more boost twice. So the bot... And it gave you boost, but each time that you hit it, it gave you more. Yes, yes, that works. Okay. And right. so now I'm uh, on the list. I'm down to 14 January on the list. At the bottom. Okay. And I'm just leaving my browser where it is. I'm not going to the top. I'm just staying at the bottom. It shouldn't make any difference, I presume. No, it okay. shouldn't make any difference. And I hit export, and then the CSV, and I open it up. And the top number is uh, from today, 18th of February. The index number is 37,937. And the bottom of this list is February 1st. And the index number is 28,861. And this is what I get consistently, no matter how many I expose in the, in the web UI. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I know. Well, th- this is clearly wrong. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm, I'm going to need your database is what I'm going to need so I can figure this out. Dave, you can have my database. You can have my firstborn. You can have whatever you want. Please okay. take I mean, my firstborn. Let's start with a database, and then and then we'll, we'll, we'll work from backwards there. from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you my database. Uh, because I mean, you you have significantly more uh, invoices in there. Yeah, I'm a boost whore. you are a boost whore. You have significantly more more invoices than anything in any uh, that I've tested. But the math should be the same. I don't I don't understand why it would be a problem. Maybe, uh, well, the only thing, as you were explaining that to me, I was hearing gaps, you know, of course there's tons of gaps in, uh, in my data in the past three weeks, the, the umbral definitely has crapped out a couple times. So I don't Mm. know if that makes a difference. Um, but this was, this was in essence a fresh install. I mean, I, I, I edited my docker.yaml. You did. Um, (laughs) and I, and I saw it parse, I mean, and all the boosts are in there going back to November. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll send you my database. It's okay. How many total entries are in there? I mean, it should be a bunch. I mean, it's uh, when you export 209. CSV. Okay. That's, and yeah. it's, so it's getting you what you need for now, but it's just not, it's just not giving you, it's not yeah, right. Correct. It's beautiful. Okay. By the way, it's beautiful. The, now, when you, the, the export is great. Really love it. Are you pulling it into Excel? Yeah. Well, I've tried Excel and uh, LibreOffice. <laughs> okay. So uh, in Excel, are you just right-clicking and opening it, or are you using the data CSV import? I'm right-clicking and opening it. Okay. Should I do, do a data it, CSV import? Yeah. So instead of doing that, open up Excel by itself, mm-hmm. then go to the data tab. Ooh, hold on. This is sexy. Let's, let's do it live. I like this. Yes. Hold on. New. Okay. I got new, new workbook. Okay. What people love to listen to is other people talking about how to do Excel. It's fucking sexy. Excel. Okay. Yeah. From text CSV, right? I got that. Uh-huh. On the data tab. And then, mm-hmm. and then pull in that file. Okay. Hold on. And uh, I'm telling you, it looks awesome. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. 
It right. pulls it in with pivot tables. No, no. Colors. Stop. Stop. You're kidding me. No. The emojis are the, the whole thing is beautiful. Uh, should I just hit load or transform data? What load. is this? Load. Load. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the, the full, the full load. load. The whole load. Yeah. Oh, wow. Load. I've never seen. Oh, whoa. Whoa. That Isn't was pretty. Be- cool. It's all green. It's, it has. And- yeah. <laughs> now, let me see. <laughs> yeah. And look at the pivot tables at the top. You can sort and isolate just individual shows. This is exactly what I needed. Now, I'm still, unfortunately, only getting to, up until February 1st, 209 records. Yeah, I know. Wow. Okay, and someone is sending the wrong shit. Who's sending this? Who's sending? This, what, what's wrong? Someone's sending something the wrong way. Um, fountain seems to be weird sometimes. Hmm. Oh, that could just be spillover of the field, I guess. Okay, hold Oscar. on. Oscar. <laughs> Your podcast. Okay, so I can sort by this. That's my pivot table. Oh, my yeah, goodness. If you, if you go to the top of the podcast column yeah. and hit that, like you can just say, only show me MoFax or only show me this. Oh, okay. Oh, sexy. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? It looks so much better than that stupid raw CSV import that the that it does if you right-click. Is it, This is an Excel thing, though. Excel does this? Mm-hmm. Fuck mm-hmm. you, Microsoft. I hate, <laughs> I hate you. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's cool, Dave. That is, yeah, that that makes all the difference. We just need, yeah. um, well, I, of course, what I've done is like, you know, a little translator table for the current Bitcoin price to change the millisats into fiat. Oh, you got formulas. You, oh, yeah. You got I, formulas now. I I'm, I'm deep into formulas. Oh, yeah. I'm hacking the spreadsheet, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I'm yeah. hacking away. Okay. So it's, so it's just a matter of that. Anyway, forget all that. Congratulations on the release because it's a, a version zero point one. On I should say, um, you really nailed what podcasters need. Um, okay. and, and someone tweeted, someone tweeted earlier today. I don't know who it was. Tina saw it too, and uh, and the tweet was something like, "Hey, um, I made you know three hundred and fifty thousand sats last month compared to twenty seven dollars I usually make with advertising. I'm never looking back." Oh yeah, that was Kevin Rook from the Kevin Rook show. There it was Kevin yeah. Rook, right? Yeah, and and so not only and don't forget, don't forget the 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 end of the post, which he said, and it takes forever to get your check from YouTube. Yes, <laughs> instant settlement here, exactly. Um, what is so beautiful now with Helipad is you know exactly. Well, I had a problem. I was always worried that you know my tour thing isn't working. So every morning I'm boosting myself, which as we know is illegal in 70, 37 <laughs> states in the United States. Um, Great way to start a day, though. It, <laughs> it is kind of an eye opener. Um, <laughs> there we are, Dave. It's gone downhill since the COVID dick. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, my it's fault. Your fault. I never should have yeah. brought that in. Um. So now you see this the your your balance up top and it and then when a stream a payment comes in it pulsates and confetti spews over the screen it is on brand <laughs> it is on message and it makes me feel good it makes it as a podcaster as a lifelong broadcaster since i was 13 the only thing you want to know is how far does my signal reach is someone listening uh. 
So yeah. when we had the ability to connect the phone line, you know, it's like, oh, someone's listening. They called me. But now you see the listening. Podcasting 2.0. See the listening. <laughs> Running with scissors. See the Running listening. <laughs> you know, it's exciting um, as all hell. So I took the confetti out of the stream because I was afraid the background stream payments because I'm afraid that if if like four or five people are streaming all or more are streaming all at once, it would just be this confetti, you know, just this constant. Confetti. So when, what, what triggers it then? Isn't it a new payment? Doesn't it's the do- boost, the boost. So only boost trigger confetti. The, the background streams now only just flash the balance update. Uh, so that you know that somebody no the balance the, is going, but it's but I'm I'm getting I'm getting a uh, confetti with the balance update. Boom, there it goes. Oh, are you? Yep. And oh, I okay. like it. Okay. Well, I'll don't keep it take in there, my then. confetti away. All right. No, done. it makes me it makes me happy. It's done. <laughs> done. <laughs> we fixed that. The bug is yeah, stomped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so was it supposed to not not be doing that? This is maybe there's something that didn't. Maybe some commit didn't take. I thought I thought that it that it was but um you know if you've ever looked at my development uh system you would understand why i forget what i've done and what i have done because <laughs> uh it's basically everything that alice gates wants you to do i do the exact opposite and so uh it's no wonder that um that that i do not remember what i did two days ago i suggest uh we get some confirmation on this right away okay and we bring in our uh, guest board members who are uh, who've been sitting patiently in the corner. Of course, uh, 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 we get brought in the hummus for uh, one of our guests just to uh, just to piss him off. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome two royal uh, board members. We have uh, Sir Alex Gates and Sir Brian of London joining us today. Hey, in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> in the morning. Hey guys. Hey guys. Uh, is it true? Know, there we go. Is it true, Alex, that I that uh, basically my de- every bit of my development uh, style is basically antithetical to to everything that you stand for as a human being? Well, standing for it, like I've done that stuff myself. But when you want to get all professional about it, then. Well, being, being, being accountable for your for what you work on is pretty important. So just it, let's, let's let's just nail down some brass tacks here for the people who uh, who aren't necessarily developers. What exactly could Dave be doing better, or as you would say, Alex? I don't more, want to have this more discussion. professional. What, what would make him more professional? This oh, is I'm not. A, a, I'm already working you, on that. <laughs> I already got him to switch to GitHub project this week. Oh, right. okay. Oh, there You're you cutting go. out, Adam. We don't hear you. You're cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome! Uh, glad to have you here in the board meeting. Um, you have uh, both of you actually been uh, quite active with so much development that I don't know where we can start. Dave, you should probably help us in, guide uh, us. Well, I want I want one of you or both at the same, exact same time to talk about just the just the most recent update with Podping. And I've got a bunch of questions and stuff and to talk about with it, but I want to just some somebody give a real quick um, overview on where what the changes are and what the updates are between 1.0 and 1.1. That's going to be Alex. I want to hear. Yeah. I just want to hear about it in y'all's words, so it's succinct, and and then we can dig in. Uh, yeah, I can give it the first shot then, Brian. Fill in. Um, hey, what are we talking about for people who have no clue? 
Yeah, so we're talking about specifically the Podping Hiverider project that we're working on, which makes it easier. I mean, it's what Dave uses to write to Podping, right? Or Podping to Cloud. Um, yep, that's the back end, yeah. The most significant change for, for, for this version of, of Podping is we, we added reason codes, which, I mean, the, we only had one reason code, which uh, is it a podcaster is able to signal when they start a live stream. Uh, which uh, we we've tested and worked worked out, uh, we, and we could even do it for this show if we wanted to. And then we also added medium codes, which allows you to say this is the medium type of this feed. So if it if it's a video and the, an app doesn't support a video, they can choose to ignore it. Excellent. So and, and we're using that already with three speak. So all of three speaks pod ping announcements now say that it's video and it's an update. Uh, as opposed to just podcast, which would be more normal for audio. Well, is there a live? Is there a live functionality within Three Speak? Is that being used at all there? There, there isn't. But there is another streaming service loosely based around Hive called um, uh, Vim. Is it Vim? Yeah, Vim TV. And I'm talking with them. And they're interested in doing, and they're a live streaming service, you know, a Twitch replacement, and they're okay. interested in looking at live. Um, for people listening, Alex and uh, Brian are the essentially that y'all, you guys are the ones who are writing all of the Podping code. That uh, so there's a difference between Podping.cloud and Podping proper. Uh, Podping.cloud is is podcast index is hosted front end for for Podping itself. Uh Pod, Podping really is the hive rider. The hive rider is what you can give it some information about a podcast and it writes it to the hive blockchain so that it becomes publicly available everywhere for everybody to see. The podping.cloud is just a front end to hive rider to make it easy for people to get on board. And, and that's what I ping, right, with my script. Yes, yes, that's right. So so what Alex and Brian do they write they they write the code for the the low the lower level hive writer itself, um, and so the there's going to be so I'll, I'll take this one out of the way too. There's going to be a change, or there already has been a change to the way that the listeners, the hive watchers, need need to need to behave. Uh, do you want to run over that real quick, Alex? Yeah. So I guess to back up a little bit. In addition to the Hive Rider, we're, we're also we've also taken the task of defining the the Podping protocol, and yeah. uh, what what that's evolved from 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 1.0 is originally we were just saying, hey, this RSS feed has been updated. Um, a listener can was able to to receive those feeds uh, and assume that they're RSS 2.0 feeds, and you know parse them and do whatever they want with them. What we added was the ability to discover what you know more information about that feed without sticking the entire feed itself into hive which is kind of a uh, some people i think some people misunderstand what that is like we're not putting we're not replacing your rss feed at all we're just saying hey you could this is how you could tell people when it's been updated as well as the entire history of every feed that's been ever been updated. But, but wait a minute, Alex. I, I, I heard for sure on a different podcast this was an RSS replacement thingy. 
<laughs> I think they're mixing it up with yeah. RSS three. Oh, oh, yeah, because that's 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 really simple syndication. RSS three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the simple part starts with the uh, algebraic algebra. <laughs> equations that you need to understand in the white paper. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, it didn't didn't mean to interrupt, but it's this is a good uh, as they call it explainer. Well, this is all also not Web three. So I'll throw that. Well, in yeah, well. fuck, fuck the terms. I, we are so Web three; it hurts. Come on, I mean, if you really want to talk about it, I'll tell you what. What, what this is that the what popping is doing is it gives us a way to make these announcements. These and the announcement is purely this has changed. That's it. And we've just added with the new with the new sort of protocol change in the background that Alex is talking about. We've added ways just to say just a little bit more information, not too much. And it just, you know, it allows you to filter a little bit more uh, with, a, with, with a little bit of ease. Um, but essentially, it's just saying, go poll this feed. It's made a change if you're interested in this feed. That's it. And, and that's the bit that's, that's carrying on. And it's been running, you know, nonstop now, what, for nine months, 10 months. Um, it's, it's quite, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed with the back end of the, you know, the podping.cloud front end that, you, that you've got, Dave, running for it. But that, you know, the issue with that is that's the bit that's not decentralized, but the whole system itself is going to be decentralized. You know, one day we're going to have these, these entities like the hosts writing directly to the Hive blockchain because it's really not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, I, I already have a prototype of that working for, um, Stephen Bell for CurioCaster or Simon Freeds, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have it in a Docker image, and I have it to where I give him some JavaScript code to where he can run a serverless function and run a Docker container in Google Cloud to publish a live stream notification. Can you te- can you flesh that out and tell me how that works? Because I thought fo- I was just sort of tangentially following it. What exactly is is the what exactly is going on there? Uh, in in well, Google Cloud, I mean. Yeah, it's really no different from what you would do on, on your desktop or server if you run Docker uh, command line, except they offer it as a service in an API. So it takes the Docker okay. container. It doesn't run it as a server. It just runs it as a command line application. And it, oh. you give it the feed you want it, you want it to, to update, and it runs the Docker container with those arguments, and then it exits. And so he's calling it, that from from JavaScript. How fast? I mean, is is there a? I've never run a Docker container like that. It's sort of like an on-demand f- function type situation. Is it slow to spin up, or is the container just so lean that it's quick? Um, the slowest part about it is probably Google's API. Like if you do it on your desktop, it's rapid. Yeah. So okay. it, I mean, it's under a minute still. Oh wow. Okay. So, so you don't really you don't really get penalized by the by the serverless function stuff. Yeah. So Alex, um we know that three speak is, is integrating some of this. Uh you have yet another hat that you wear at No Agenda Tube. What's the status of that? Because I have such high hopes for uh uh for the web torrent and for everything that you've been putting together there. The status of that is it's working. Uh, for super, super, super basic functionality. Um, I don't have any of the new podcast 2.0 features or anything except alternate enclosure, but the, the idea is once we get Podping to a, a stable state, which is very, very soon, uh, there's a couple more updates we got to do for Dave. 
Um, I want to be able to integrate that and integrate no agenda to uh, live stream for video as well. This is so this this is my ask. Um, I have Mofax waiting in the wings. He's a he is a prototypical YouTuber. He he does all of his uh, lost tapes and all this stuff live, and he uses the chat and the he doesn't use super chat, doesn't monetize, uh, but he is ready as soon as you know as soon as the the light is given to hook in a live stream uh, into No Agenda Tube, so we can do the notifications, and he wants to you know we'll do the. Um, Kind of the super chat analogy with uh, with the boostograms in the live in the live stream, so he's ready to go whenever oh, we have, gonna, whenever we are. I'm going to do you one better. <laughs> I'm going to integrate live chat into no agenda tube, and we're going to figure out how to do boost into the. Into the uh, I'm, you, this is this is going to be so big, and we have ideas, man. We got ideas for this. Are you familiar with verses? You ever hear mm. verses? In what context? Uh, versus is a um, it's a hip hop battle, and it it happens I think annually on uh, and it's on streams on different platforms or YouTube as well, and it'll, <clears throat> and it's, so it's two different DJs or two hip hoppers, and it's like a battle, and people vote, um, you know, with either thumbs up, and I think they might be they might do some super chats with that as well, but we're thinking. Boostograms and streaming sats. You got the scoreboard for each one. It's all live. The whole thing is is completely replicable in our environment. Yeah, yeah. I've actually seen some live streaming platforms that have built in verses like that. So mm-hmm. It's a great analogy. They, they do it with their own tokens, and the great thing here is, yeah, use Bitcoin. Yes, and this is um, the versus audience is a huge Cash App audience. Oh, okay. which, so which, which is Adam's, which is Adam's code for Black America, which is just what I know from Mo. Uh, yeah, the, it, cash App, app Cash yeah. App rules, so you know, easy to fill up wallets. Uh, it's a, it's a, and of course, we're only talking U.S. only, but I can't fix everything. Yeah, well, I, I thought Cash App was UK also. Is it, it, it is, yeah, but you know, it if it's not Australia, then it gets no coverage in our news. You know, see, okay, <laughs> our news, <laughs> okay. our news doesn't cover to it. Say it's not Israel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got Breeze, man. What's your problem? There's no, you got, yeah. you got, you got everything there. <laughs> your, your central bank shekels. So, <laughs> so I want to, I want to finish up the what is Podping kind of thing. Sure. Um, Dave, you, you you posted a Twitter. What did they call it? Some audio live stream from Jack Dorsey and Sequoia yes. Capital, I think, the other day. Oh, I haven't this listened a, to that this yet. The Twitter Twitter Spaces. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to that. He he said something really beautiful in that in that discussion, uh, uh, kind of halfway through, and and that was um, decentralized information discovery has been the most difficult part ever since Web two point came out. And that and that really describes the the issue of podcasting one uh, podcasting one point right? Podping is a way to discover Gotta hit not that bell. only new RSS feeds, but with the addition of the medium tags, we I mean no one's done it yet, but we ha- we can have blogs, we can have films, which I'm going to Podping is is the podcasting platform. Dare I say that? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you start the argument of what podcasting is, but uh. But it's it's it you know it's there's it's kind of a a, a protoform a protoform you know it's like a protocol and a platform at the same time. But you can build anything with podcasting off of Podping. You could build an app could run on Podping. I think. I mean, you, you don't need anything. 
Well, you don't know it because I, I haven't I haven't got it to show you yet, but there's an API coming out of South Africa soon, which is going to be the public open API for exploring what's happened on Podping. Um, and it's, oh, it's cool. being built as part of the Hive work. Oh, uh, excellent. It's called the Hive Application Framework. It's a new part of Hive. It, But it's specifically designed to make it easy to write apps that have a normal database. You don't have to think about blockchain. You don't, right. you don't have to be a blockchain developer. You just see a database and you'll see a database of all the pod pings. And then, and then whatever you want to do with that, you can do with that. And it's updated in real time. You know, three seconds after the latest pod ping, your tables are updated and you, you just call a database. And that's, that's going to be available as, as like you can just download and install it with Docker or you can access the public API. Um, we're working on that. <laughs> That's really well, interesting because that is a way to decentralize the functions of the index. I mean, not not the API functions, but uh, a lot of the storage function. The, well, so this is yeah, because it's not going to go looking at the feeds. No, no, but I understand. It is going to be the place to find new stuff because it, because every new every active feed will be announced there um, once we get these sticky. Uh, hosts to come on board and uh, it's really the ongoing battle that's a great catch uh alex and i haven't heard that that dorsey thing yet i I can't it's on my list um because the one thing that it's like the holy grail uh, where venture capitalists put hundreds of millions of dollars is into the discovery of podcasting and this really invalidates all those investments (laughs) i like that so much well, it, it does it in, in a way too that uh, is is permanent and you know and and discoverable by anyone and not so ownable. You, yeah, well, you and like not walkable. Uh, Dorsey said in that same conversation, and I, I, started, I, I re- uh, yeah, I regret I don't I haven't heard it or clipped it. That would have been great. Um, I sat down to clip it all last night, and uh, then. And then pod, so I sat down and a helipad intervened. To, no, 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 no. I, I sat down to clip it all up and and bring some clips to the show. And then, like five minutes after I sat down, my uh, my eleven year old daughter gave me the. Uh, she said the words that every parent dreads. Uh oh. Which, which is I'm uh, pregnant. Hey, no, <laughs> no. Oh, Adam. <laughs> hey, I have no. daughters. I have stepdaughters and a daughter. Okay, this is this is what I'm thinking. No, no. She said, "Hey, Dad, I want to play Minecraft with some buddies online." And I was oh. like, "Oh, oh no! It. Oh so this no. Was, no! 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 Oh no! Two did, hours did she of trying modded server. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so that's that was the original thing, like five years ago. I was, was off hey, base I'm, for sure. Hmm. Is hey, Dad, can you install a mod for me? And you were like, "No." <laughs> and then I'm gonna just run then, the JavaScript I grab from a random website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then nothing bad will happen. But now it's even it's it, you know like it's all on the Xbox, and so I had to fight for an, two hours of. You're not off. Your family uh, security settings will not allow you to join <laughs> online games, and I, and I was on Microsoft's website, like trying to change, I, I, like doing family. I, oh, oh it was a nightmare. man, that's anyway, hilarious. Yeah, you missed this whole thing, uh, Adam. Th- I, thankfully, you, yeah. You, well, you know, right now it's like it's the opposite. I want my daughter to get pregnant. Come on, I want to be a grandpa <laughs> already. I'm waiting for you, girl. Hurry up. Well, Minecraft is not the route to pregnancy, so that's not that's not gonna. 
help you <laughs> at all there. It's a great prophylactic. It's beautiful. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, what I was going to say is that when, you know, what he talked about is that discovery is the, the cause of centralization. Like, that's why things centralized yes. is, yes. is to make discovery possible. But this, with Podping, you end up uh, there, everything is decentralized, but it's still discoverable. And it's done, it's discoverable in a permanent way. Like yes. Alex, Al, I, I misquoted, I, I attributed this, the, uh, this to Chris Fisher, which is really, it was really Alex who said this a few weeks ago was that, um, Podping is a distributed message bus for podcasting. And that's exact, that's exactly right. It's yes. everybody can hook in and get all the same information. It, it is uh, it is the opposite of of anything you can deplatform. It is it, it is so. Be- I, I, I mean, I've seen I saw it from day one. It's like once once it dawned on me, which you understood much quicker than I did, Dave. But once I saw it, I'm like, holy crap! This is what everyone's been talking about, and all this money is being. Is Spotify just bought companies that have some version of this? You know, of this discoverability factor. In this case, they tie it into advertising. But uh, th- this this is beautiful. I want to just point out one one part of it that I think is is misunderstood and overlooked, which is that the the reason we can do all of this is because we we're putting these messages into a system which, whilst we are not directly paying for, we are paying for by having an investment in it. Okay, that's the you know that's the amount of hive that I've raised and stake and you know it's about four thousand or five thousand dollars worth it's it's really it's not a big amount and it's not it's not spent money but that's our stake in the ownership partial can, ownership of hive can you can i ask some questions about this because I, yes. I, I know very little about it um so this is uh hive uh, hive blockchain is a staking based system as i understand it yeah and we don't have delegated to, proof of stake, and we don't have to go too deep. But what is no. the ratio of usage versus stakeage that you have to have? So you say three, four thousand uh, dollars. That's a lot of money to some people. It's a lot of money to a lot of people. So I'm just trying to understand how much do you need uh, in order to to utilize the system? Is there some kind of key that I can understand? Like, well, if I'm doing this with it, or if I, you know, what I'm saying. It's based on it's based on a system called resource credits, and you use up resource credits, which are a renewable resource. You you know, you get them; uh, they recharge all the time at a rate dependent on your investment in the system, and and your resource usage is based on basically how much data and how quickly you're putting it into the the chain how much how much data you're writing so we're writing these pod pings Got it. and we write what 4 or 5000 a day mm-hmm. you know which is a, you know the, on any other blockchain that would be a crazy amount of transactions but that turns out to be 0.16% of that type of transaction we're we're minuscule we're we're, we're minnows nobody even notices mm-hmm. pod ping um so that investment um, and to be honest, is you know I'm I've overinvested because I'm I'm investing in the whole system as a, as a you know just just to support it. But the point about Hive that makes it different is the way it was born. There is no owner. There is no venture capital. There is no single owner. Uh, there's nobody who has more than three percent. We think, um, 
And that means it is truly independent. There's no CEO, there's no office, there's no address, there's nowhere to serve legal papers. You can't, you which can't is, find Which is hive. unique, which is unique in the world of proof of stake, if well, I'm, wrong, if I'm Bitcoin, not mistaken. Yes. Bitcoin is the only other thing I think that's like that. You know, there's just yeah. nobody you can go nail a sign on the door and say, say, come to court. You can do that. There are front ends to Hive. There are, you know, websites like hive.blog or peakd.com. You can find the owners of that. But the underlying system, the database, the bit that we're using, you, you can't find it. It's distributed properly. This is, uh, thank you for that explanation. I, I, I understand. I have a better grasp on it. And so I'm right. This is, this is true Web 3.0 where the stakeholders run the system. And the stakeholders yeah, benefit we, we, however we, they we need really to benefit. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. And uh, well, and so take that VC. Yeah, and it, it's kind of Web three in reverse because podcasting <laughs> has been around for so long. Mm-hmm. We're just taking that way of standardizing information to applications and telling you where it is and when and what happened. Well, let's talk about that then. So you're so. Uh, a a pod a pod ping enabled host or platform uh, let me let me figure out how to describe this i think people don't understand what you can actually do with pod ping what what they hear is it's a way to uh see when feeds update um okay fine yes that is true it's now become a way to see when feeds update with uh, appropriate data attached to that to know why it's updating and for and and what that means. Um, but think about it more broadly. If you're a hosting company or an app uh, or some sort of third party platform like analytics um, or a publisher, think about the th- types of data that you can glean if you have a low noise ratio, uh, constant stream of podcast activity that you can watch. So you could, for instance, do something like uh, look at all these shows that you know are highly successful and look at their growth curves and then correlate that with how many times a day they, or how many times a week they publish or what days of the week they publish or what time of day they publish or how long the shows are. Like once you have this sort of low signal to high signal to noise ratio, uh, message system, you can look at all those sorts of things and go back and remember it's permanent. So you can go back in time. You can say, okay, over the last year, these, these shows on my platform have, have peaked. And then the advertisements, uh, were, were, you know, successful here and had a good return. And they, you know, these other, and you can do all these correlations between the activity you see without having to have to deal with all of that noise. I mean, it's just things like that where you can, if you think more a little bit beyond the immediate technology of it, you can see how powerful it becomes. Is that fair? And that's without running the podcasting. Because you can see, you, Dave, who sits at the center of something called Podcast Index, which is quite a big expensive thing to run, you could work all of that out. But now what we're going to have going forward is a way to just tap into that same information really cheaply. And, and 
you know, there's a, there's a philosophical. I I got onto Hive like two two years ago after being chucked off Facebook, and it was a philosophical switch. Everybody was was all upset that Facebook, and you know, they're they're paying huge fines now. Facebook was, you know, selectively giving your information to this party or that party. Hive, everything I everything I click on is public, and you come to understand that. You know, if I'm going to be on social media, if I'm going to be acting in public, I might as well just assume that everything I do is public because it's better that way. And when you're publishing a podcast, everything you do is public. You know, when you press publish, the whole world can see it. But it just up to now, you've had to look all over the web to, you know, four million different places to find out when everybody published. Um, so this centralizes where you look to see that information, but still in a decentralized way. It's, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. different. It's beautiful. I, so, uh, I learned uh, <laughs> yesterday, um, I made a mistake and I, I put the wrong image size in the RSS feed instead of minimum 2000 by 2000, which is the Apple requirement. Uh, I, I put the five, whatever, five, five twenties, whatever it is. Uh, five twenty by five twenty, and um, Apple won't publish. It, they won't. It will not surface on their app if you have the wrong image size. Oh, it just won't even show at all. No, they will not publish. It's and I know Ooh. and I know because we have a producer uh, who uh, approved it manually after nine oh, hours, like inside of Apple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said, dude, and, and this happens a lot with me because it's not, it's, you know, I change the album art all the time and I make mistakes. I make stupid mistakes. It's my well, fault. But I, the fact that it doesn't even publish, that's whacked. That's weird. You would think that it would publish and just have like a. No, if, if wow, your image, wow. it, it's a trap. If your image size is not correct on Apple, they do not publish it. Because you know it might hurt the user. For the, that's for the, the the overall image for the whole feed. It's it is. It's a night. I've been dealing with that with three speed because we don't we don't actually have a two thousand by two thousand image anywhere, and it's it's been a pain in the ass doing everything to comply with Apple. Just and, one, and, yeah. and, it, and it sickens me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'd like to throw all my images out there, which of course I can do. I know, and, and we have that capability, and we have it, uh, and it's built into sovereign feeds. But I still have to create them. But it's uh, anyway. Just as an aside, all these all these hoops all fall away. Well, there's at least three. There's at least three more podcast hosts that I know of that are gonna that are gonna be coming on board with Podping. Excellent. Yeah, and, and I th- uh, pretty soon, and I think that it's uh, it's clear if you're not doing this, you're an if ass. If you're a podcast host, you're an ass. <laughs> you're just an not ass. Not the words I was gonna use, but uh, <laughs> we'll go with it. If you, if you're not if you're a podcast host and you're not doing it, um, I, I just don't understand why it doesn't make it. it so here here's uh, here's another use case. Just they, they just start hitting you as you think about this stuff. Another use case: a new podcast platform comes online, and we get requests for this all the time. I got three this week, three emails from different people saying, uh, "Hey, can I use the Index database? What are the terms of service?" Blah 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 blah. Uh, we're building a new app or a new platform or whatever. And so imagine imagine a, a, a future where Podping is the standard, the way everybody distributes new, uh, new feed update notifications. A new platform coming on board can then take, take a database like ours or some database 
They can walk back or they don't even have to download the database. They could walk back in time on the blockchain and see all of the feeds that have published updates over a certain, let's just say a year. And they can choose to only pull those in and only operate on those data. Say, okay, the rest of them are not, they've, they've pod faded or whatever. These are the types of things that you can do. And when you're a participant in it as a hosting company, pushing that data out there, you are making your job in the future easier. And cheaper. Yes. You're well, giving the whole, yeah, go ahead. Now. <coughs> you don't have to work with these custom APIs to submit feeds. Yeah, totally. You don't have to go to Spotify or Apple and say, hey, we need an API key to submit this new feed. Just put it on PopKing. Well, that's how totally. I got all of the three speak feeds, you know, to you. You know, I was using the, but from the start, as soon as, as soon as a show updates, put it on PodPing, you ingest it. Going forward, that's the way to add feeds to all indexes because it's so easy. It's public. It's, it's, it's low abuse. I mean, we haven't seen any abuse yet. There are ways to deal with abuse because, you know, we can, we can choose who to ignore. So if somebody's abusive, we'll just ignore their their pings. They'll put the pings on the blockchain. We'll just put them on a on a list that we just don't see them. But that that Ast- not censorship. <laughs> Asterix anchor. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't want to see that stuff, you won't have to see it. Yep. If they would be yep. so kind as to use Podping. <laughs> well, so okay, let's, so let's, let's talk. Oh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, can. We talk about live, like, and this is really for Alex, I guess. What with live, what is that going to look like from the app's perspective? Can you describe sort of like a minimum viable product for a live, uh, for a live interface on the podcast app side? Yeah. So the minimum, minimum, minimum viable product is they have a server somewhere. Um, and they're watching the high blockchain, and they get every block. They get everything from every block. So I mean, it's not ideal right now. They get the fire hose of hive, and then they, they and then when they watch for the pod ping live events, um, uh, and if they you know have any uh podcast listeners that are subscribed to that feed, they can send them a notification using whatever notification system they have. Mm-hmm. Now, is that too high level or? Uh, no, I'm thinking, I was thinking, uh, the only question I had was like, what about a, is there going to be, an, do the apps going to need some sort of like web hook or something to where they can get notified or do they need to just, how, how does this get to the point where they don't have to, uh, pull or, uh, look at the block chain constantly? So there's two well, solutions there. Brian mentioned the first one that he's working on. Uh, that's for like super heavy apps that are you know really, uh, really on Hive. The half, um, I will, have application framework, right? Right. But I will okay. also be working on a, I'm going to probably some kind of lightweight Hive notification framework, um, for applications that don't really care about, um, how accurate some of the block updates are. Which for live stream notifications, it doesn't matter that much. So mm-hmm. what will happen is, um, and it's not built yet. I haven't even started in the code. But what will happen is you could tell the server which feeds you're interested in uh, and how you want to receive updates for them. And then the server might give, like, you could maybe give it a webhook or, you know, listen to a WebSocket or something. And then it'll just, it'll just give, you, uh, give you the feed updates that you're interested in. 
And why that's important is that can work with a headless server as well. So, like in Tanapod or Curacaster or whatever, um, mm-hmm. it'll be super lightweight and energy efficient for phones. Um, yeah. And I think I haven't done you, that you yet. Know, the Hive application, the Hive application framework will also, will ultimately be the lightweight backend that that's listening all the time to the Hive blockchain and feeding the information in, which can then be redistributed as web sockets or whatever whatever sort of mobile friendly format we need that just so it so it becomes like a a, a, a tree you know an, an upside down tree so it you know it, it's got all the data in the center but you just slowly send it off in this direction and that direction to, to, depending on which client needs what maybe um, no one, no one consulted me on what, when they wrote the hive application framework so uh, <laughs> I, I, well, that's I don't really for other things yeah i don't really <laughs> I think it's too much for our use case, but maybe uh, I mean, some historical context of why they made that is um, it, it can be pretty tricky for an application to know when a block is finalized, uh, right, which yeah. is more yeah. important for, for currency and token transactions. Yeah, games and, yeah. It doesn't matter for us really. Like You're talking about eventual consistency sort of like as applied to a blockchain type. Yeah. There's about a 40 sec, 40 second to one minute a period in which uh, if you're being really finickety on Hive, you should right. wait. Uh, and For and witnesses to attest to the transaction. For all the witnesses yeah. to agree. And then every now and then, Hive does micro-fork all the time with little little silly details, you know, sort of whether someone uh, clicked like on a social post or not. That micro-forks mm. out from time to time. Uh, the, the, a question. But that doesn't affect us. Qu- question for you, Brian. Um, so H- yeah. Hive is a token. Um, what yes. happens with the, uh, the the usage of Hive? Does the value of the token go up uh, versus uh, fiat like the U.S. dollar? Uh, is it something I should I should buy just to invest in the network? Is it something that I should buy as an investment? Is it you know? Uh, tell me about the financial side of the token, and and is there any risk of that just becoming a a crazy like you know, ICO type shitcoin situation where it kind of loses the functionality and is more about making, you know, money on investment. That's, uh, that's such a big area. Now, uh, not financial advice. For example, when we started doing Podping, uh, I think Hive, the price was around 20 or 30 cents. Um, It's now just around a dollar. It just dipped below a dollar now. Um, So actually most of the most of the hive power that I've locked in to do pod ping has appreciated tremendously. And I've, you know, on paper, we're ahead. I, the, I'm not going to say invest in hive, but I'm going to say that it's what makes it stand out and different from all of that ICO noise and all of those other toins, the coins is the way hive was born. Hive was born in a war. You know, there was this, I won't go into the, it's too, it's too big a story, but Hive was born because of an alien invasion. Someone came in, tried to take over something. <laughs> You're system. selling it, man. This is great. Yeah. I like that. It was born in a war, and an alien invasion. It was. It was an alien invasion. And this is the thing about delegated proof of stake. And it's really important is that we don't, I don't want to run a, a server in order to have a social media site. Nobody does. There are actually 20 top, tw- there are 20 top witnesses on Hive 
And then there's about another 80 witnesses that they, they do the heavy lifting of keeping this thing running and they get rewarded. And when the token price was down around six or seven cents, as it got to at the bottom of the, the last drop, some of them were, it was hard to, to justify the costs of the equipment, but up at around a dollar, everybody running the equipment that runs Hive is making money and doing well. They're not super wealthy. They're not billionaires. There's no, there's no, VC that's looking for an exit, but they're happy to run the equipment because they're rewarded. And everywhere I look, all of the projects, all of the front ends that I use, people are making enough money to cover their costs and then some, and that makes a difference. And I'm funded by the 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 DAO of Hive, so I get a stipend to a decent degree to too. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and change, I, felt yeah. I, I have to pay. I have to pay Alex some more. Um, I, I just must get around to that. And, I, you know, I fed some back to to, uh, to podcast the index and I should do mm. some more. But the, the point is, this isn't, it's not big cash. It's not the sort of $15 million funding that you get when you, you know, sign up with a VC. But it's enough that the volunteers who love doing this are also not out of pocket doing it. And, and, you know, that's value for value. That, that, that's the whole system operates yeah. in value for value. I, I'm not going to say buy Hive. I think, you know, I've got a lot of Hive and I've hardly bought any. I, I don't think I've really, I, I've earned it. I've written posts, I've been paid. And it was because I was thrown off Facebook and I started putting my energy into Hive. But because energy and time invested in Hive for me, where, you know, I was just writing stuff and posting videos, Instead of it going to Zuckerberg, it went to me. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I, and, and I am now a, a, you know, not, a, I've got a few, I've got a small ownership stake in Hive and it feels much better to be using a system that I'm a part owner of. Yeah. And, and you know what, that makes me think of one more point about Podping in general is that it's not just podcast. This is how we replace YouTube. Yes. Whether I mean, however you argue about the incentive structures of capitalism versus some inflation-based token, which you know Hive works, it allows you to distribute the storage of all those video streams, so you don't have to do fifty terabytes a second of video streaming or whatever. I mean, it's probably a lot more than that. But some of those, some some of those single live streams on YouTube, when you know they get to hundred thousand viewers, it's literally. Tens of terabytes a second. Yeah, you can't. I mean, no one can compete with that. The only way to do it is to separate, is to distribute it. Yeah, I mean that's what my friends at Three Speak are working on, which is a much bigger project. But it's about looking at this as tokenomics. You know, how do we? What made Bitcoin much more special than people realize is that it gave people an incentive to run a system, and to this day. It's worth running a miner because you get paid for it. You know, the, the, the amount, the, the return on investment after you've bought the machinery and after you've paid for the electricity, you make money. Same with most of the applications on Hive. You put in the time and effort, you can make some money back. Not vast wealth, I don't think, but, but and that's what they're trying to do with video storage. You know, there's three components that make video difficult on the internet. There's, there's the actual storage long-term, there's the quick delivery, so CDNs, uh, and the discovery in the front ends. But they're trying to 
put in place proper financial incentives to both to have communities that can store the video for you and run up CDNs. Now you don't need you don't need thousands of CDN nodes, but you need some, and you need some way to pay them. And it has to be an internal token system, which is trustless. And and if people store and deliver video for you, you should pay them. Where should yeah. I, where can I buy a hive? Um, well, pretty soon you'll be able to buy it from me from Lightning. But uh, <laughs> I'm through really the hive, through the reverse that. hive, Lightning Rube Goldberg it, machine. Yeah. So, you, so you're a money Binance. transmitter now, Brian? You are brazen. <laughs> no, no, let's man. not say you that. Are I'm, I'm, I'm great. creating open source software that will enable anyone to run the service. Yes, yeah, so no, no. You need to follow that with your honor. Your honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian's building like a DMZ and crap. Crypto DMZ. Traffics and yeah. Crypto DMZ. Listen, I'll tell you what. You I've bought it before. I, I went through the, what, what was it called? Block uh, Trades actually is a good yeah, Block, block trade. Trades. That's what block I did. Yeah. Yeah. Hive has been, Hive has actually been, I think, shunned by the big boys because it doesn't have this VC thing. It's like, you know what happens is behind the scenes, and I know this because I know the volunteer people who are talking to the exchanges, the exchanges all want big listing fees. We're not going to pay those because we ain't got no big VC pot to pay, you know, to pay Coinbase, whatever they're asking. Mm. Well, Jack, Jack Dorsey made this, he made this point in that, in that Twitter spaces things. He, he spoke to his distaste of the VC uh, backing of Web3. And how he's like, you know, hey, you know, Web3 is singing this song of decentralization. And while that may or may not be accurate, depending on which blockchain you're talking about, uh, one thing is absolutely certain is that the VC money that is going into it is not decentralized. That right. is all, <laughs> that is all sure. in one basket. I mean, there's a couple of really, you know, two or three really high powered VCs that are funding a lot of this stuff. And the, when the VC money gets in there, your Web three claims tend to me to fall a little bit hollow. And, I mean, and, but this is happening everywhere. And I just had a uh, an interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll just call it Web three, but maybe Gen D Decen Generation Decentralize. Um, so someone on Twitter pinged me and said, "Hey, man, if you're looking for uh, for some fiber out there in the hill country, uh, you should check out Nextstream." And, uh, and so, you know, someone contacted me and like, okay. And so that can we come out Friday? So this morning they came out, the CEO, this is a small local company that have 400 miles of dark fiber. Uh, they, they have their own backhaul straight into all the exchanges and they're like, no, nah, fuck it. There's so many people out here who do not want to be connected to spectrum, which is our only choice. Um, and he says, you know, we're, we're, we're almost, almost level co-op. Um, and so they have no huge investors that they have to have an exit for, and they just, they just want to provide good service without tracking and all kinds of crap to, you know, it's not a small community, Hill Country. Um, and the, I see this more and more. We're kind of going back to what it was. Yeah. 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 I can see it. I mean, cause that, that's really where this stuff is. That's where the web 3.0 becomes what it claims to be is when it becomes decentralized on the money side of it, as well as the technology side. Yep. Cause I mean, cause otherwise we, we, the, 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 the tendency is going to be to re-centralize 
I mean, that centralized data. So, so do you want a Web3 comp, a Web3, uh, whatever it might be, startup platform who is still selling everybody's data on the back end? I mean, like that is no. And and what Brian is doing, I think, is is the future of these types of developments. As much as it pains me to say, because it's hive. I mean, geez. But um, uh, it, where when you decentralize the money, then you, in essence, create an opportunity for a type of DeFi where people can invest. So that's where you have the the high fund and you know the DAO that he's talking about. For those that don't know, decentralized uh, autonomous organization, and it's all based upon open source money that is accountable, trackable, and programmable. So that you can have have certain, you know, because you have some kind of democratic system where people vote. Okay, Brian of London, you're going to get you know x amount of uh, of funds to yeah, work. I, for- I had to get hundreds of votes. Yeah, hundreds of people to vote for me. Now it's stake weighted, so there are some big whales who vote, and you know that that that. Yeah, that's how it should be in a democracy. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, the more but- money, the more votes. Screw it. Exactly. It is, <laughs> but but but. The, the the point actually is that some of the biggest guys who voted for me, they voted last and they waited to see the level of interest. So, I, you know, getting 100 votes from people whose vote was worth 0.001% of what I needed, mm. that is what got me the votes of the guy who could vote 20%. It, it, it is, it's a very important check and balance. And what it also means is that there's no one person on Hive who can deny me. There's no one big enough to, to veto me, you know? And that's, that's the point, you know, you know, I'd have to piss off a large number of important people, but it's not like having a boss, but I feel accountable to this community. I have to write posts saying what I'm doing. I have to show them progress. Um, It's much better than having a real job, but it's still, it, I think it's the, it, it is, it is an alternate future. It's not, the thing is, it's not going to produce the you know the speed of progress of a Facebook that can just throw you know billions. Yeah, I disagree. Of I disagree. I disagree, yeah. man. Look, yeah. look at look at what we've achieved in a year and a half, and Facebook is still doing podcasting somehow, someday. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. And of course, it helps that Brian married an Arabian princess with her own yeah, dowry. Really with her own dowry. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> Mm, oh, okay. please. All right. <laughs> Let me bring it back to technology real oh, quick. So the, Party pooper. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> so why am I getting Beam API errors? What is that? <laughs> because I haven't turned off the warning level and the uh, the Python. I'll do that and then just hide. But I thought you did that. I, I thought you, I downloaded your yeah, new version I, I, and it had that. I don't know. I, I need to check. I need to switch you to a different, there's there's different Python libraries and uh, we'll, we'll get okay. all that sorted, but they're just, they're nonsense warnings, really. You know, the, the thing is, you're dealing here with APIs in the back end. Yes. The but ping pong ball mean, like, isn't hitting the spoon right, Dave. Yes. It's not. <laughs> you know, even Facebook went down. Remember that? Oh, you know, please. Oh, DNS please. Yeah, no, no. You, you get no pass for that. No, but but the point here is that I think that there are probably 30 to 40 significant individuals involved in running the API infrastructure of Hive. Mm-hmm. And it is not a simple thing. It is really not a simple thing. And the fact that they, and and they're all running different versions of the software that they're, they're on different, they're in different cloud servers all over the place. Some of them are in that, you know, my friend runs a, a witness node in his 
apartment in Tel Aviv and a backup in his office across the street. This is, it, it is Keith Robinson, but because it's Heath Robinson, you can't go shut it down because you can't walk into a service center and pull the plug somewhere. Well, and, and the, the reason I brought it up was because, um, what, when I was trying to troubleshoot that this morning, uh, I, Alex made the point. Uh, so I restarted the service. So I restarted the hive yeah. watcher and he's, you know, and I said, well, I can't, I said, I don't think I was getting Hive updates and I'm still, I'm actually not clear if I was or not because the, the logging that, that, that logging was covering so much of the screen that I couldn't tell if anything else was coming through. I think I was actually getting still updates, but I was coming in and obscure the standard error was obscuring standard out, I think is what was happening, yeah. but I'm not sure about that yet. I got it. But then I restarted we'll the service. Yeah, and Alex made the point. He said, "And you didn't miss any updates," which is because it went which back is and right. it, it goes, goes back and picks it up. Right, that, and that's what people need to understand when you're watching Podping. Remember, it's permanent. So if your if your system goes down, like uh, or begins to error out or something like that, and you have to reboot or you have to make a configuration change or you need to do something different, you just restart it, and it searches back an hour. And picks up where it left off, and you get all the stuff that you missed. I mean, it's that's one of the most beautiful parts of the system. Yes. Can we uh, switch gears to Activity Pub cross app comments? Yes, I want to hear what Alex has you know has to say about uh, where you think this. Where, where do you think? What do you think is going on that we need to be careful of, or switch gears, or let me, give me your thoughts, Alex. Um, so back when we were first talk, talking about this, like the middle of last year sometime when, you know, it was kind of hot and heavy and then it died off, uh, we had some proposals and some developer meetings, uh, I think Martin and Podfriend was upset that by default you couldn't comment on every podcast, which was, you know, understandably a confusing user experience for, for an end user. Uh, and I had come up with some possibilities to work around that um, by basically providing a default comment uh, for every podcast. You know, at the time I was thinking it was be the podcast index or, you know, whatever. doesn't really matter who. Um, And I had come up with a way to fall back. Like, you know, provide, you know, you know the way you do with podcaster wallet where you would provide a default, uh, you provide a default lightning address and if, an RSS feed has their own, then you, you know, you choose theirs. Um, right. We could have a way to provide a default comment, you know, through some service, through an API, and then fall back to an original comment while retaining some of the original uh, posts. Um, that was shot down at the time. I, I, I don't really know why. Um, you know, people's opinions change. Um, I... It feels like this is treading on thin ice, uh, you know, having default comments on some, you know, intentions are not a centralized service, you know. Podcast index goes so far with a centralized service, but, you know, people don't have to use it. It's not the same with comments. Um, mm-hmm. I could see it inviting a lot of uh, potential for people being upset. And... Not that that's a bad thing, but I, I, I feel like I feel like the the alternative way to do that would just be to provide a paid comment service. 
Wait, could you break that down or abstract it a little bit more for me, Alex, so I can understand what exactly might happen that might get people upset? That's that's the only thing I can understand. Um. Well, I mean, if we start inviting comments on every single podcast, you know, people have no idea about podcasting 2.0. There's some comment about them, you know, that they didn't sign up for comments. Oh, so you mean uh, that that, people putting a comment and then they like, shit, I don't want my comment there and I want to take it off and it's there for good? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the podcaster. Um, you know, some yeah. some random podcast that has no idea about podcasting 2.0 or something. Somebody uses podcasting 2.0 app to comment about them. Um. They say how I mean, to, they want to know how to get rid of it. How is it any different from uh, Apple uh, comments or reviews or whatever? It's not right. Uh, people brown nose Apple. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, th- I think. Well, I think though, Beth, that's a good point. Though, when you say how is it different, I think there's two sides to that. the 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 most obvious side is it's it, the most obvious answer is it's not. But there's also another part. It also should be different. Like, so I, I think both of those things can be true at the same time. Just, it, it, no, it's not necessarily different, but actually what we're building should be better and it should be different. But okay, but if we're concerned, okay, just so I understand the actual issue. So the issue is I didn't want comments on my podcast. Thank you very much. And now here's these 10 apps that have these comments that I don't like that I can't get rid of. Is that what the problem is? Perceived problem? I mean, people complain about that today with, you know, centralized services. I don't know why the argument's any different from this. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. That's, that's, the, that's the warning is that could piss people off. That's the danger. Yeah. Okay. So, which, which means that there's... I mean, the only way to do to to do that, I guess, would be to have some kind of extra tag that says no comment. Uh, so, let, so what we're talking about, backing up for a second, is so uh, Spurlock, uh, John Spurlock, did 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 a version of what uh, Alex proposed last year, which was he he just spun up. I mean, literally last night, just spun up a new service, mm-hmm. the Mini Pub. Is that what that is? No, this is podcastsocial.org. Oh, okay. And so this this is essentially a headless mastodon, and it's a beautiful system. I mean, the way he did it was, it looks like he's, he did this the right way. It's a, it's a headless mastodon type system where, you know, it's got an API in front of it where I can call the API if I have, if I have keys. I can call the API and for a podcast, spin up a root post comment that I can then get back and put into um, uh, for for the app, so for apps to know about, so I can call out and say, "Here, I want a root post," and then I put that in the feed, and then uh, everybody picks up that social interact tag and sees the root post, and then other activity pub servers can comment on it. Now, that then that in turn gets seen by all the apps, and then they they can display the comments. I think Alex is saying that the danger there is that. Um, all of a sudden now you have apps, you have comments showing up in apps that the podcaster may not want that to be a function. Now, the your your comment about is that different from Apple uh, is is 
correct. It's not different from Apple. And to make that point, it's not different from Apple or Good Pods or Podchaser or any of these other services. They all do that. And you as a podcaster cannot control what you as a podcaster cannot control the fact that some platform spins up and allows people to comment on your podcast. That's just, you're just going to have to let that go. You can't do that. But I think in time, I think before this is all said and done though, my feeling is I like, I like the breaking the chicken and the egg that this represents. And I think that's why Alex initially had that thought last year is because you got to figure out some way to break the chicken egg problem with, with a protocol, like with an issue like this. But, before it's all said and done and before we we have to figure out some sort of way to make that problem better than what exists now um whether it's a no comment tag or whatever we there does need to be a way to make this thing fixable this is a beautiful uh graphic rep- representation of what what's going on on podcastsocial.org this is really nice done a good job yeah, here i mean podcast index that's social no podcast social.org that's the oh, spurlock that's uh, yeah <laughs> that's, that's spurlock's <laughs> hello thing. running with scissors it's what we do of course it's confusing but um all right so now in this case the the podcaster would publish the, the root post using this system using this kind of headless mastodon shim right that's that's the intended use now if I have a I have an API key, the Spurlock sent me one last night. I could technically spin up a root root post for any podcast I wanted. Right. So that's the that therein lies the problem. If got it. That's in a situation, yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah say I, that I, again, I, Alice. So 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 to be clear, I'm perfectly fine with the a delegate service for a podcast reviews. Right. Uh, in fact, I think he should make them pay for it. I yeah. Think, That'd be a great service. Doing it by default, and maybe it, you know, I've misunderstood some what some of what people said. I, I think the sheer hypocrisy of complaining about comments and reviews on closed source or closed ecosystems, but wanting it here is just insane. Mm-hmm. Well, that if the I think the idea of having it be a paid service is absolutely a hundred percent. Legit. I hope. I hope that he does make it a paid service because that even more reduces the yeah. the potential for shenanigans. Right. But but uh, you still have to put the the root post into the feed. Am I not correct? Well, yeah. So so the way this is is like okay. So what I do is I take uh, you know I take a photo and and put a make a comments thread post a root post. That's what I've been doing on. too. Yeah. And I take that and I give it to you, or excuse me, you you take you yeah, take the URL, mm-hmm. paste it into the feed. Well, that's because I have a Mastodon account. Well, no, I understand. So, so yeah. you should definitely be paying for um, for using that, or set up your own Mastodon account, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this seems like a pretty because I, I guess the bottom line is there's no danger if you don't want uh, these comments. Uh, it to appear in the apps then don't put a root post in your feed is that isn't doesn't that solve everything it it does as as long as you don't have default 5000 yes default yes yes as long as it's not okay, default okay so all right so now i remember the 
the original conversation. And that was, you're right, I think it was Martin who said, well, I don't want to have an app that only has uh, the capability to comment if the podcaster has, has enabled that. He says, and he's looking at it from the pod friend, the friendly app, uh, where everything's obvious. And so for him, it was not obvious for um, for you to be able to comment on, on one show, but not on the other because they're not 2.0 or whatever. So he's looking at it from a customer standpoint uh, from what he wants to deliver, which I personally think is the wrong way to look at it. I mean, then you might as well put in uh, a fake value block for everybody, you know, or or chapters or whatever, or then, you know, what, I have a transcript for no agenda, but I don't have it for uh, DH Unplugged? Yeah. So there's a, I, I feel like this is, um, this is sort of where thing, this is where uh, we already, we always knew this. We knew this from the very beginning that comments was going to be the hardest thing. Um, and it's not, it's, it's hard, not just for technical reasons, but also for, for, uh, political reasons and social reasons and all those things, because social networking and commenting is hard by itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, this, I think there's multiple problems that are being, uh, that, that have to be addressed. And I think John is addressing one of those issues by just, you know, rolling the sleeves up and, and building a, a service that works like this. And he's, he's solving the issue of uh there's a chicken and egg problem we got to get some we got to get that broken somehow and also um people need to see things uh they don't most normal people uh don't think in terms of protocols and white papers and specs most people think in terms of shiny things uh and so having a website that that looks having a website like this, it looks good, explains everything. And then also has an API attached, like this sort of canned nice system that you can use as a stop gap. I think he saw that as just a, you know, let's just, this, this is a way to move this thing forward and get some traction here. Then in the future, you know, this becomes a paid service or however that works. And then everybody else sees that it works and can run their own systems on the, on their hosting providers. And I, I do, I'll say that, you know, channeling my inner Todd Cochran yet again, I will say that I do, I know of at least one host that is seriously, you know, looking into cross app comments because, uh, cross app comments, um, can be a way to really, to really make, make a visual impact on the podcasting experience. Hell yeah. So I know, I know people are looking at this and, ta- and taking note of the way thing of, of the way this stuff works. And so having something visual out there, I think will help to let everybody, because some, some, you know, some hosting companies are very visionary. They look forward to things. Other hosting companies, they just need to be sort of, you know, beaten over the head with it and say, Hey, this is So now here's, here's the reverse issue. I'm just thinking it through. Um, now for a podcast app, in order to uh, comment, you need to have, the user needs to have access to an activity pub account that's what so that, that's what john spurlock is solving with Minipub, which is i think is great that's what a podcast app can use to they can uh, they can integrate that right into the code you mean right they still do their own account system and so forth uh, right yeah right right and so that's something that the podcast app developer runs uh centrally on their server 
or is it something that that goes right into the code for the app itself? I, I think he's got they can run running Cloudflare serverless, but yeah, it's still their service. Okay, well, I think we've solved it. Uh, when do we start building? <laughs> well, so my question, my question to you, Alex, in thinking about this last night, it I kind of had a hard time sleeping because Spurlock released this right, you know, got it like nine o'clock, and I was trying to figure out what my thoughts were on it, and I was texting you and stuff. What, um, how can can comments? When things are commented on, couldn't that be on a pod on Podping as well? That there's been a new comment at some point in the future, like like somebody has commented, or there's so, been a review I've left been very or something. Quiet like that. here, because you know. And, this, and I let me be clear, Brian. This is not. I'm not talking yes, about putting the I comments know. themselves I, on Hive. I'm talking about the notification. I'm also yes. I'm also not as well because even okay. with three speaking stuff. We're we're looking, you know, the, one of the big guys behind Three Speak. They call me Dan. Is his name? He keeps saying, you know, we're going to look back in ten years' time, and we're going to look at LOLs, and we're going to be telling our kids that was the days when we could still post LOL on Hive, and it didn't cost a fortune. But so I, I don't think carrying vast quantities of ephemeral comment traffic is the future for Hive. But I keep coming back. You know, it's like it's always. I'm always looking. Who's running the servers and who's incentivized to run the servers? So as long as there is a service that a podcaster or someone has to pay for to make sure that it's going to be there, um, you know, I, I'm okay with that. As to as to announcing all the comments on Podping, that's the same as storing them. To be brutally honest, I mean, most comments are not much longer than the link to them. So, uh, you know, if we were going to announce them, we we could just post them on Hive. Well, there's there's two parts to this question. Um, so by default, activity streams, which is what Activity Pub uses, is the mechanism that servers get notified notified into comments. I mean, okay. that's already built into the system. When when someone posts on No Agenda Social, uh, that the server sends an update to Podcast Index.Social if you're following them already. Um, the mechanisms of how that works and Everything gets cached and so forth is a lot more complicated. But um, theoretically, no, we don't need that. Yeah, because it's redundant. Does yeah, and it's not a perfect system either. You know, different servers work differently, so it could probably be improved. However, that does bring up the the topic of how do you notify an app or a server user that external content has been updated in the feed. Um, it it applies to images and so forth. Uh, Chapters, right? Ex- exactly. Um, and we want to avoid that. That's that's the hardest problem we have in popping right now because we only have so much um available uh, bandwidth, uh, so to say, to to send updates. And I'm trying to think about how to do that efficiently without uh, DDoSing servers. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that could be applied to comments too. So. Okay, that was a good discussion then, because that, that, yeah, I can see the issues there. That has to be tread that that's ground that has to be tread carefully. Yeah. Yep, yep. Shall we uh, thank a few people, Dave? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, uh, and I want to remind everybody: this is a value for value podcast. The whole 
podcast index project is value for value. Um, interesting thread this morning, although I, I typically despise people saying, uh, you know, what does it cost you to run this? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but there was an interesting post, I guess, uh, Marco talked about his server infrastructure in the context of Linode being purchased by Akamai and that he spends about $5,000 a month. So I just want everyone to realize that's that that may be what Marco pays, but I'm just looking at the pure value. You know, there's there's 15 apps running off podcastindex.org uh, and that's the type of value it would take for those apps individually to run a professional system. Let's just say that's that's the mark in the sand. It's not true, uh, but the the value that this project brings and that we need to continue uh, to compensate will just will only go up. We're keep we're keep we're keeping it as lean as possible, and uh, until we have a lot more value for value flowing, uh, certainly with the uh, with the streaming sats, uh, we're going to yeah. need help. We're going to need help. All the help we can get. We, we you know we do need a little bit of a war chest here, and it's and and right now, also liquidity-wise on the node, we only have a couple million sats left to open channels. That's what I was, I was uh, I think I was actually talking about to you about that, Alex, the other night, uh, or the other day, was we were talking about, you know, liquidity and lightning liquidity and stuff. And that, you know, I'd mentioned to you that we we're, like, one of the things that Podcast Index tries to do on our node. That's why we don't ever take any money out of the out of Podcast Index, out of the, the company, is because the the money has to stay in there in order to weather the storm of, of let's just say we get six months with terrible donations. And we, we got to have a big war chest in order to survive that. But also on the podcast and on the lightning node side, we got to, we got to leave all those sats on the server so that those, so that those channels can be opened when, and people come in all the time and we open channels to them. We have 140 channels now. Yeah. And, and um, each channel is, uh, cause you know, you have to be able to manage these channels. So for us, there's, there is kind of like a lower limit. So we have to be at least uh, 300,000 sats. Mm-hmm. That's 150 bucks. We tie up for someone who just bought a fucking umbral node. So I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just okay. Saying, I'm know, just saying this has been, <laughs> this has been my, you know, I, I, I've come to love some aspects of lightning, especially the wallets, the lightweight wallets on phones. For that, it's fantastic. But on the back end side, the super having expecting that this is going to be super distributed and millions of people are going to run nodes is ridiculous. I mean, I see what it takes to run a node uh, properly. To that's changing, Brian. I'm it, going to stop you before you it is, embarrass yeah. yourself. That's changing very rapidly. Uh, there's, it, there's, it has to come very, very rapidly. Six months. I mean, it's happening very quickly. There's all kinds of non-custodial um, systems being built right now that will um, that will make this problem go away. At least, and you know, people will have to pay. So it, you still have to pay for your liquidity. But you just won't have to manage yeah, it. That, that- that's that's yes if we if one could but my complaint is and, and, and let me let, let me let me call money let, doing the routing let me, let me qualify to make let me, the system wait let me uh, let me yeah. qualify um you won't have to put the liquidity in but you will still have to pay for liquid either you you have to pay yes. for liquidity one way or the other now it could be Agreed. you know you know one penny a month uh or or a, a point on your transactions you're gonna have to pay for it somehow and I understand that you know it's you don't like it, 
<laughs> it's not that I don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I want to look out there and understand that the network is sustainable without it being captured by a, a small number of venture capital things. Yeah, that but that's not just, there's, there's no evidence. Dollars. There's no evidence of that happening. And there's, Good. there's several I, I hope so. heavily venture fun, capital funded. Lightning Labs itself is heavily venture funded. I know. I would, that doesn't I would make say me happy. We route as many payments as anybody else on the entire network. More, and we're, more. but you and don't make money and we're doing not, it. What, what yes. do you mean? Yes, we do. Our balance goes up well, all the time. What are you talking but about? You're, you're, the return we make routing investment. I, can can someone make six percent a year on the on the on a balance of Bitcoin? Oh, in, no. In routing? no, I don't see that. No, no, no but six percent. No. Where are you getting you can that? Get BlockFi. And crypto.com. So the point is, yeah, hold on, hold that, on, hold how on. Sustainable You're, is that ha- for talking about sustainability? Hold on a second. <laughs> Don't get me started. That's all shit coins. That's all tether type stuff. That is, in fact, inflationary yeah. to the entire economy. I'm way against that shit. You're not keeping your Bitcoin when you're doing that. And worse, those very companies that are giving you six, eight, 10, 12%, you have to have their shit coin. You have to have at least one other stable coin. And you don't own your Bitcoin, and they're helping people short Bitcoin with it. I, I just agree saying. with all of that. I just, I'm just nervous about it. It comes back to what Moxie Marlin Spike wrote in his blog post a few weeks ago, and he was hammering away at NFTs, which I agree with. What him the on guy who sold out his company to a shitcoin? Yeah, but the the point is. The point is not people just can't run servers. The vast majority of people okay. can't run yeah. servers. They won't have to. That that's yeah. that's yeah. that's really ending. Now just as an okay. example, <laughs> Breeze is non-custodial. The Breeze app is your own node. Now there's significant issues with mobile for Keysend. I know. For Keysend. Yeah. But that's about it. And this is being solved. It's going to be solved. It's you're going to see in the next 6 months you're going to see a huge shift in uh, in the in the necessity for a node. The 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 liquidity requirements. I like that because it's not custodial, but you still depend on them for for the channels, right? Well, yeah, they so- went down the other day for for a few hours, and people were screaming. Who went and, down? And Breeze. Yeah, you know they had a complete. Well, but it, but. but that's and that, and it's the same. My node goes down whenever I upgrade it. It takes ten minutes, and I need to move it off this uh, this Raspberry Pi because I realize now that that's way, way, way too underpowered for what what's happening on my node. Um, but but these are all these are all things that I I I'm not a I'm not an unfan of the system. I'm just looking and I'm hoping that it's sustainable without it being captured by big centralized yeah. venture capital. Right, I'm just I'm just telling you there's the the venture capitalists are there. The huge wombo private channels, they're all there. We, we have built our own little micro network right outside of all of that and it works perfectly well. Good. It really does. Now, uh, we don't make a lot of money routing the payments. We make 1% off of um uh, off of uh, off of the transaction, which we're hoping will be enough moving forward. But everybody, like you know, Alex, you're looking at your your system. You're going to charge people twenty percent. So this is how it will work, and it will yeah, work. Just, but no one can. I mean, it was built by venture capital. Let's just be honest about it. Lightning Labs is a one hundred percent venture funded company. Jack Dorsey is all his own, but you know, other other people are in it as well. And there's there's others. So it's venture capital 
Breeze uh, takes venture capital. You know, so, but capturing it, this is, I had a conversation with my wife this morning. She says, well, you know, you know, just all of these fuckers with, you know, all these big hedge funds and BlackRock, they want to come in and they want to buy up all the Bitcoin. And I said, so let's just talk about what that means because it can't be done. And here's why. So it's this, it's part of the oh, same oh, I, ecosystem. I, I agree with that. But, but Bitcoin, yeah, it's beyond that. I'm, I'm still skeptical using it i'm using it every day i'm building right now i'm I'm building on it i love it and and as i say for the wallet stuff on phones it, there's nothing like it the, the process of snapping little qr codes it just works it's fantastic i'm doing it 50 times a day internally while testing right i i'm looking forward to the day i can replace my day job with it but that's replace what again. replace what my, my day job with the. Uh, Oh well, you and me both, brother. I, I want to replace Dave's day job. That's that's my mission in life. Is how do I get Dave away from that damn office? The soul uh, deadening job. <laughs> the sh- well, uh, let's let's thank some people. Uh, <laughs> you, that was are, a long way around, wasn't it? Yes. These are yes. These are people that are uh, trying to also get us all away from our day jobs. Uh, yes, they are. Sh- Chantal Angus is in his three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, is that a big baller? That's a big ba- that's baller. a PayPal. Shot collar, twenty inch blades on the Impala. Nice, thank you, Chantal. Any note no from do- sh- no note? No note. No note. Thank you. Uh, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Uh, Rick from Glued to the Screens and it's a hundred dollars. No note. Another big. I mean, we had, we had sad puppy last week, and now it's like uh, well, the floodgate. That's, that's how it goes. That's that's you got to ask. If you don't ask, people don't help. Uh, yeah, that, those are our two big PayPal's for the week. Thank you, Chantal and Rick. Uh, Thank really you very much. It. Yeah, that's great. And if you have a note, please send it to me, and I'll read it. I'll read it next week. I, I asked them both if they had notes, and they, neither one of them responded. So, um, outside of make good boostergram from last week, uh, from Arno. Yeah, uh, for twenty five thousand to thirty three sats. I'm, I'm, nice. I think he sent it to your the boost monitor, uh, Umbral, oh. instead of to us. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he he said uh, thank you, Dave, for helping to send boostergrams. Boost twenty five oh thirty three. Thank you, Arno. And uh, I'm sorry. What what was the uh, the number of sats he had? Twenty five thousand and thirty three. Twenty five oh thirty three. Mm. I don't see it. Well, I'm going to credit him anyway. Yeah. No matter no matter what. Okay, sure. Um, so we've got. Uh, let's see. Let me flip over here. Uh, I'm having to read these off the screen because my printer would not print. Um, okay, we got uh, Scott S. dot C. dot O. dot T. dot T. through Fountain gave us ten thousand four hundred twenty sats, and he says, "Go podcasting 2.0. Puff puff pass. Go podcasting." <laughs> What is that? Puff Puff Pass? Oh, I got Seems it. Seems like okay. a drug reference to me, Dave. Sorry, a little slow in the uptake. It's uh, okay. Let me let me try it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, no, pass it. Pass it to Alex. No, no, not yet. No, Come okay, on, I'm a pro. Going. I'm a pro. There we go. <laughs> Over to you, Alex. <laughs> that will make you quit your day job, Alex. <laughs> not for good reasons, though. Uh, Kyle Bear. Of the Intergalactic Boombox sent us 25,000 sats through Fountain, and he says, The Intergalactic Boombox podcast that, oh, wait a second. So I messed that up. The Intergalactic Boombox podcast, podcast, 
Jet Sats to you cool cats. Please hit me with a Paul Stanley boost. <laughs> oh. Boost! <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, thank you, Kyle. Thanks for uh, shatting the sats, brother. <laughs> uh, forged Foe sent us a, do- a row of ducks, and he hit this two, 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 two through Fountain, and he says, quack, quack. Thank you, Forge Foe. Uh, Booberry sent us 8,888 sats. Uh, Boost. Oh, he sent it through the command line. Oh, he's old school. <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, I love messages, how it shows up. It's a boost chain. Yeah. Who's the next in the boost chain? Yeah, who's boosting that. in the chain? Yeah, I like this boost chain idea. It's good. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, through Breeze. 210,420 sats. Holy crap. Boost! Uh, it says, paywalls are broken. Information wants to be free and value unbounded. Dergigi. Dergigi. All right, hold on. Let me give me my ride the lightning boost. There we go. Thanks, Dergigi. Yeah, we're having him. He'll be on the show in March. I already got it booked for Oh, cool. Uh, now, was yeah, it Der Gigi who said he 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 retired at, at block 700,000? Was was that Der Gigi? I don't know. Or was it? I don't know. Because I, I like know. that. Because we determined uh, yesterday, you and I, block one, block height 1 million, Dave and Adam are retiring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're out. That 1 million, block height 1 million, we're out. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just start using a NIM. I'm going to become a NIM. A, ni- a NIM? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. And, you know, the, the anonymous. I'm, you know, like Gigi. That's not his real name. He's that's right. his, he's right. an anonymous. So at block one million, I'm just going to become like a like a nim. So I'll if we see, uh, like it's like the wit- witness protection program. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to come back as uh, DJ or something like that. Jave, nobody will know who I am. Jave Dones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, there, Gigi. We appreciate it. Uh, I guess it's just Gigi. Uh, G- Jill. I don't know how to pronounce it. J-L-T-A-T-X. Jiltax. Uh, gave us 1,024 sats. So call that a kilobyte boost. Ooh. 1,024 sats. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, through Fountain, and he just says, boost. Yo. Boost. <laughs> is that, that's Tina, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Our buddy Kyron from the Mere Mortals podcast sent a rush boost, 2112. Ooh, nice. Through Fountain. Right. How you doing, and he, said, he says, fantastic episode, gents. I can give two endorsements for Satoshi's.stream and for Oscar's new inbuilt wallet for Boostergrams. Yay. With with Satoshi's.stream, I receive the messages in Telegram and on Discord, plus a daily update. And for my book review channel, I use Fountain, which is really slick. Just just need to get working on my V4V podcast on Helipad, and I'll have all bases covered. Oh, nice. Very nice. Thank you for those sets, uh, Kyron. Uh, Bess, Bessiuk, B-E-S-I-U-K. Sent us uh, Bessie, Bessie UK, sats. I think Bessie UK, maybe. Oh, okay. Sent us 117 sats through Fountain, and he says, "My podcast buddy and I just turned down multiple legacy advertising offers and made our podcast 2.0 compatible." Yeah. As one of the first non-crypto-oriented casts in Germany, as far as I can tell. Wish you all the best, Daniel from Heldenum. Heldenum. Ah, we need a Deutsche Boost. Uh, go podcasting. <laughs> go podcasting, Deutsche Boost. Go podcasting! Yeah, you sound so German when you do that. Well, I, I have practice. <laughs> I, have, I have that Aryan thing about me. 
Uh, donation. Let's see. Okay, thirty-three hundred sats from Caspeland through Fountain, and he says, uh, "Thanks for the show." Thank well, you, Cas Caspeland from the Netherlands. Uh, cheese, cheese Peeland, right? In yeah, Cas yeah. cheese, that would be okay. it. <laughs> uh, Sir Doug sends forty-four hundred sats through Fountain, and he just says, "Boost!" Yay! Boost! Thank you, Sir Doug. Oh, Sir Doug again, forty-four hundred sats again. Nice. And he says. I'm podcasting without consequences. <laughs> Don't just stand there. Boost. <laughs> uh, Ruiz Algado sent us 5,000 sats through Fountain. And he says, this is an oddly satisfying way of parting with money. You may have stumbled onto something. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is, <laughs> I saw that one come in. It's like, yeah, that's beautiful. Because that's what it is. It feels good, man. It really feels good to be listening to something and just sending little bits of money. It's like, I, I value this. I agree. It feels good on both ends. This well, is what Kevin Finn said last week on the show from Buzz Brad. He's like, you know, I never realized I could get a dopamine hit by sending people money. Yeah, exactly. It's podcasting 2.0. It's better than a meditation app. Nomad Joe sent us 1,002 sats through Podfriend, and he says, Happy Puppy. Boost. <laughs> uh, Cauldron uh, sent us, cool name. Cauldron sent us 18,001 sats. Oh, I know. Oh, we, he's, nice. He, she has donated plenty of times before. Um, I had to boost again after hearing you read my boostergram from Curry and the Keeper. For anyone, vanilla kinky or LGBT <laughs> interested in relationship and intimacy coaching, visit cauldronscrypt.com slash coaching. This is uh, this is the first native advertiser on podcasting 2.0 who is making the rounds uh, and is, uh, is sending, uh, you know, like nice size boosts mm -hmm. to have their boostergram read. Yep. That's how you do it. Uh, let's see. Let's go to flightless birds. Send us 200 sats. And he just says, <laughs> I left it on again yesterday during no agenda. Oh, can you can you hear it on the? <laughs> yeah, it's across the room. My headphone doesn't quite the cord doesn't quite reach to get to it for the volume, and so uh -huh. I heard it go pew. And and what happens is on the live stream, these fuckers are sitting there in the, uh, in the troll room, like oh he's got the boostergram, he's got the helipad on. Let's let's boost it. And so I'm getting like fifty sats. Pew 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 pew. Like very funny. <laughs> Very, very funny. <laughs> I like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anonymous through Breeze sent us 12345, so 12,345 uh, sats. Nice. Uh, and they say, Breeze warned me that they may shut down my node due to a lack of activity. This is a forced boost. <laughs> <laughs> forced boost. <laughs> okay. uh, that sounds very Star Wars. Forced boost. Yes. Um, Stim R Stimmer, Stimmer 42. Sent us forty two forty two sats through Fountain, and he says, "Hey guys, please tell hey guys, hey please guys. tell please tell Jason that podcasting with legacy apps is like making movies for VHFs VHS when Netflix is available." Who's Jason? Is he talking about Jason Calacanis? Because that's uh, maybe. the only, that's the only he's on podcasting to or his his, his podcast is yeah. two point compatible. I never hear him talk about it. Maybe he's talking about Jason from uh, Podcast Guru, but I don't remember what he would have said. No, I don't either. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got, I've got a fix for this. Send, send, send another, another boost. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you really picked up this value for value very quickly. 
Uh, it's it's not rocket science. It's a, it's it was a quick one. Uh, thirty three thirty three says from signs of new growth through the fountain app. And he says, appreciate all your nonstop hard work to make this new system a reality. And I will also add, I'm this is me editorializing the nonstop hard work of also guys like Alex and Brian, the cast of thousands, and Spurlock and Stephen Crater. And Stephen Bell and everybody that does work on this project. It's and the hosting not, companies. Yes. Yes. And the hosting companies and the apps. And the podcasters. Everybody. Yes. Um, want to make that clear. Appreciate all your nonstop hard work to make this new system a reality. Been having lots of fun producing songs, publishing them, receiving boostergrams, and interacting with all the supportive people at podcastindex.social. Oof. Trying to figure out how to contribute to a more music-focused podcasting 2.0 experience. Abel Kirby and Sir Spencer seem to be leading the way with their various projects. Great, and I'll uh, I'll I'll do my uh, my rant as usual. All it takes is one developer to create a different front end just for music. That's all it takes. Yep, that's all it takes. Everything else works. That's right. Just hey, man, you want to be a musician? Use popping. All That's right. Another T-shirt. I said you. You took the words out of my mouth. Now I. I talked to. I wanted to mention this. I talked to the uh, No Agenda Shop guy. Turns out it's one guy and his wife, which is just slays me at the amount of work he does. Well, wow. and uh, so he's going to take care of the rest of our T-shirts, which we've had. he's actually designing a new short new shirt for us uh, oh, cool, cool. for our uh, ten donors who we still owe shirts. Apologies for that. Uh, but he also wants to do a whole uh, podcasting 2.0 section uh, with a you know something podcasting 2.0 podcast index related. So uh, cool. to do uh, merch, and then uh, he'll uh, he'll give a portion of the proceeds to uh, the podcasting 2.0 project, the index. Oh, that's so cool! Oh, I man. really need to hit him up. He has to he has to take lightning and and have a BTC mm-hmm. pay server on the front of that. It really it's time. Um, I'll talk to him about it. I mean, I thought he had his own company. He literally has no inventory. He's just figured out how to do it cost effectively. His wife helps him pack stuff up. It's, and I, 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 for years thought this was a company. He has a full-time <laughs> job. He does something completely unrelated. <laughs> I have two, I have two of the shirts that he's produced so far. They're, and they're great. good I shirts. Mean, they're yeah. Fantastic. They're yeah. great shirts. Good quality. Yeah. Now he, he's, I think his ultimate, he wanted to learn how to do an apparel line moving mm-hmm. forward. And so this was kind of his, uh, his training ground it just became a thing and he's just like oh, i mean I, he doesn't live off of it uh but he certainly he certainly makes a lot of people happy uh satoshis.stream sent us ten thousand sats nice and, uh, thanks yeah, guys says, benjamin is a nice guy and podcast font is cool thanks again for the logo oh yeah <laughs> yeah Boost! very nice uh, yeah thanks satoshis.stream uh let's see oh 30,000 sats from Peter uh, through the Fountain app. And he says, uh, Podcasting 2.0 uncensorability is directly responsible for changing the trajectory of humanity for all eternity. So happy to be part of the his, uh, part of history. Boost, boost, boost. Nice. Thank you for those 30,000 sats, Peter. I appreciate that. And the delimiter. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, comic strip blogger with his weekly donation. 10,033 sats through Podfriend. And he says, Greetings to podcastindex.org team. Thank you for your service to podcasting, and you're invited to listen to our podcast entitled AI.Cooking. 
read by Englishman Gregory William Forsyth Foreman. It can be found in web browsers type by typing AI.cooking or via newpodcastapps.com. Yo! Yo. <laughs> Use Podping. Use Podping. Hey, one came in uh, from Sir Spencer. Did you see that about an hour ago? No, that was probably after I already dumped the list. Yeah, so I just read this one since it yeah, just came in. Yeah, uh, 33,333 sats from Sir Spencer. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> hold on a second. Let's hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hope this reaches you in time. Well, due to the real-time nature of Helipad, yes. Looking forward to your visit with us Sunday on Bowls with Buds Live on the No Agenda stream after No Agenda wraps up. Is that for you, Dave? Uh, it is on Sunday. Yep. We'll be demonstrating our new Boost IRC bot featuring nice. custom <laughs> listen, listen to this, featuring custom numerology emojis. Oh, okay. Oh man, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. That's 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 fucking cool, man. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to be what and be distracted by the troll room the entire time. Fantastic. Love it. Uh, uh we got monthly donors. Yes. Uh, we got some monthly donors here. We've got uh, Jeremy Cavanaugh, $10. Chris Cowan, $5. Uh, there's a guy, I don't know if y'all know him. His name is Alex Gates. Heard of him. He gave us $25. Thank uh, you, thank Alex. You, Alex. Uh, use popping. Jeffrey Rutherford, <laughs> $5. Damon Kessajak gave us $15. Paul Saltzman, $22.22. Derek Visker, $21. David Norman, $25. Um, Jeremy Gerds, $5. Timothy Hudgens, $25, my buddy. Uh, David Woodfine, $3. And this is Dutch, so I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to do a Dutch accent. Uh, Wessel Trost. Trost. Wessel Trost, T-R-O-O-S-T? Trost, yeah. Oh, P. Wessel Trost, T-R-O-O-S-T. P as in Papa? No, T. T. Oh, T, Trost. Huh. Trost. Vessel trost, which means uh, yeah. to trost is to comfort. Oh, that's beautiful. Comforting. Remember the the Dutch when Napoleon invaded, they all uh, changed their names and they got drunk the night before and said, "Hey, I'll just call my myself Shit Mountain." Okay, and they're to, <laughs> be, today today they're people whose last name is Shit Mountain. <laughs> Strawberry. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, he he comforted us with one dollar. Well, thank you, thank, thank you very you. much. Typical uh, Dutch Dutch guy. There you go. Servaya <laughs> Vash gave us $5. And Thomas Sullivan Jr., $5, my favorite name. Uh, and I want to say, also give a shout out to uh, Dreb Scott and David Norman for their continuous chapter work. They don't get enough recognition for that. Indeed, everybody. Uh, and you can bring your, um, your value to the project with the three Ts, time, talent, treasure. We need the treasure for sure, but just look at all the time and talent that we have here. It's it's always mind boggling. Now I would pay. I would well we kind of do, but I would pay to be <laughs> to be a part of this group. I think we do. I think I, th- One, I think we lose out, Dave. I think we boost more than than we'll ever see. Yes, um, I've had to cut back. I've had to make a conscious effort to cut back. I, I was, knew you were on a boosting. collision course. I knew you were boost. <laughs> you were over boosting, and I and I quite I thought it was almost time for an intervention. Okay, because I saw it. I'm like, Dave's boosting a little too much, man. He's going to boost. My wife knew it. She she knew it was time for an intervention, and she actually intervened. Hey, 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 slow down with the boosting, bro. Yeah, yeah. One uh, one pull request from Alex Gates represents thousands of dollars worth of development, uh, professional development 
uh, work. That's right. right. Oh, speaking Not of such, um, so you can uh, obviously you can uh, you can support the whole project uh, and liquidity and help everybody out by boosting us. That's highly appreciated. Uh, the PayPal's are the fiat fund coupons still very necessary for us to continue operations. We have a donate button at uh, podcastindex.org at the bottom. I I I hooked up the um, the tally coin uh, QR code for payments. And someone said, "Oh yeah, no, I'll put in a pull request." And I don't think it's happened yet. So, That's Stephen Crater. He he's uh, he'll he'll do he'll it. get he to was, it. Yeah, no, he he re. That's another person that is he redid the whole the whole bunch uh, of stuff apps Man, page it, right. It makes it so no. Well, Stephen B redid the apps page, but then Stephen Crater uh, came in and uh, took care of a lot of nagging issues on the site, like uh, Infinity Scroll. He put that in on the feed list. Oh, nice! And did some search work. Uh, also took care of the URL encoding for the search, so you could find Curry and the Keeper and those kinds of things. <laughs> Although I, 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 I changed the uh, the RSS feed to be Curry A N D T H E Keeper. Yeah, so yeah, you told me. Yeah, but he he did. He's done. He's done a bunch of stuff, and he also is the maintainer of the Hive Watcher JavaScript script. Podping dot Watcher dot Watch. Well, he does that side, but he also maintains the JavaScript version of the Hive Watcher script ah, gotcha, itself. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I use podping.watch all the time. Yeah, me too. Uh, on that note, quick aside, uh, he was actually the first to support uh, live in podping.watch. So. Oh, that's, that's right. It comes in a different color, right? Yes, it comes in red. Oh, cool. So you can use that to test until we can get it into uh, another app. So here's a question just briefly. uh for y'all pod pingers sometimes uh, and i just look at podping.watch and it'll say podcast index and it'll have a uh, you know slash podcast slash and you know then a, a thing but here's one uh podcast index and it gives a search query to a buzzsprout rss feed why angel's not found in podcast index oh yeah. so it's not found okay the so re- that, that means it'll re- be added yeah, well, let me tell you the reason why he puts the search query in there. Because when you hit it with a search query for a URL and the URL is not found, it gives you the option on the page to add the feed to the index. So that surfaces the add, the public add functionality where you can click to add it if you wanted to. Huh. So that feed does not exist in the index, but if you click through it, you can add Holy it. Holy shit. Yeah. Add this to the index? <laughs> click here. Click here. <gasps> All, that is also something that, that Stephen did, that Stephen Crater put on. The oh, my goodness. So I, I could actually, I can help. I could, oh, oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Train. Oh, train. Isn't, isn't Podping going to train? Actually, <laughs> it's on. already doing it. Train, that. train, Alex. train. What are you training? I'm training the Google. It's, uh, I have to prove <laughs> okay, I'm human. I, Tra- I'm, well, <laughs> I thought you were a foamer. I didn't no, know what was happening. Well, no, I had to click trains. They, <laughs> there were buses and trains, so I was clicking trains. Train, train, train. Oh, I'm a good slave. Okay, I hit yeah. that. I hit that, and I get a blank page after that. But it's being done automatically anyway on the back end by by uh, okay. podcast index. Right. Oh, I thought Next I could. Next time I, it'll be there. I thought I could help. Mm. It's a good hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you <can> hobby. 
<laughs> Google self-driving cars need all the help they can get. Uh, yes, they do. Trains. Look, we don't want people to die out there. So, <laughs> well, right. that's interesting. Uh, that's okay, it. that's very yeah. interesting. Uh, thanks, everybody. That's that's a better week. Thank you. That really makes a difference. And when you're boosting, just consider what you're boosting. We need as much as we can get. But, I mean, even uh, Curry and the Keeper and MoFax, man, holy crap. Uh, people are really starting to move money through the Boostergrams. It's picking up. Yeah, it's picking up. It really is. It really it's good to see. That's oh, great. Um, mm. All right. Anything else? Uh, what are we at? Oh, my goodness. This board meeting is out of control. Uh, yeah, anybody, we're killing people right now. Yes, yeah. we are. Anybody else uh, for the uh, for the closing uh, closing questions, closing arguments? I have one small Just thank thing. you. Thank you for everything. Oh, Brian, thank you. That's no, my I, contribution. Really, really, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, everything everything that you've done, it just given me a huge amount of joy and, and purpose. Wow. Oh, that's very nice. Thank that's you. very nice of you to say. Hey, Alex, this is my purpose, so <laughs> that's all I got. So w- one more thing I'm trying to work on with uh, Podping and the medium tag is, uh, and maybe a new na- namespace feature is uh, a way to do playlists uh, mm. of anything, so a podcast or music or whatever. Um, mm. Just something to think about that for discussion soon. Uh, I think okay. I think we could do it without you know any copyright issues. Um, and that could be a whole new, uh, whole new use case. So, uh, just and how do you do that? You do that with what? Uh, think about adding a new namespace proposal oh, for like a okay. remote item. Mm-hmm. So you could have a feed that's not that doesn't have any items. That would be that would be oh a playlist RSS. Items. Yep. Yep. Nice. That's oh. an interesting idea. Ooh, and then can we do inclusion of other playlists? Uh, maybe. Yeah, think about yeah, that. Because that could be that's a big part of about Spotify, right? Is curated playlists. So now, can we finally? Can we? Can we finally? Why did, get, why did you laugh at that, Brian? What is, because I love the idea. Every time we come up with a feature that that is like a core product of Web two point oh. Oh, I see. Gonna, okay. Distribute it for free, and and their multi-billion-dollar history yeah. can't do anything to stop it. <laughs> no, that's funny. Okay, um, is this a way, Alex, to finally bring OPML back into our lives? Because I, <laughs> I, I really feel like uh, it's slipping through my fingers. I, I do love the format so much. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe uh, I don't know much about it, but I feel like it'd just be a regular feed. Right. I mean, I just, I, I still yearn for import export of OPML subscription list, and very few support it. It's just too bad. I think, I think that I may be the only human in the history of the world that has written a namespace for OPML. <laughs> that, that may be true. We don't need to think about it, Dave. It's definitely no <laughs> doubt about it. Still proud of it. I'm still proud of it. All right, everybody. Uh, a good meeting, guys. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can. There's still some pizza left, so go ahead and have that on your way out. Take a little. Uh, take a little slice with you. Thank you all for attending the board meeting. Use Pod Ping. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye bye.
You have been listening to Podcasting 2.0. Visit podcastindex.org for more information. Go podcasting! Ah!